Welcome to the 23rd episode of Let's Conquer Books. John Green said, Reading forces you to be quiet in a world that no longer makes place for that. In this episode, I talk about why books are the best type of media content because they have no ads. Books are good for your health. Books take a long time to create and edit. The thrills books give you. And they also help you have good conversations. So let's get into it. I'm Alexander the Great Reader, your host of a podcast that is a place where we read, study lessons, and build our inner power because the next level we will reach will not tolerate cowards. Trust Me a Line by Ryan Holiday is what inspired this episode. I read it and all I can think about is this is why books are important. Now, Ryan Holiday has written a lot of really good books like Ego is the Enemy, Obstacle is the Way, Perennial Seller. He has a new book out right now. But Trust Me, I'm Lying was different. And it's actually one of my favorites he's wrote. You know, he was a marketer for American Apparel and other authors like Robert Greene and Tucker Max. In the book, he tells about all this strategies he used as a marketer to manipulate the media, specifically blogs. He talked about how these writers for blogs needed to have about almost 2 million page views a month, every month, or they're out of the newspaper or the publication or the publisher. So that's a lot of pressure. So he knew how to manipulate them because they had that pressure. He knew that press releases, you know, he as a marketer would write these press releases and he, these bloggers, these people who write articles can just use the whole press release as a blog. He can manipulate that. So he also talks about in the hunt of page views, blog owners will go to great lengths to get their articles, cl- articles clicked and even greater lengths to get comments. So... The people who own these blogs, they really wanted paid views and clicks because that's all about advertising. That's how they were able to sell advertising. That was how they were able to generate revenue is through showing the companies how many clicks and comments, how much engagement. He he also talks about how to make sure to include uh, some type of sensationalism, extremism, sex, scandal, or hatred. And all it all plays on the nature of of how news is read online. He also talks about since posts are the front page for only a few minutes, at most news blogs bloggers keep their word count down. So they know that you're not going to really read the whole thing, just the headline and maybe skim a little. So they don't really write that much. All they want is the click so they can keep adding those clicks because that's how the the writer himself gets, those are his metrics and the owner of the blog or the, the publisher is how he measures his employees and how he goes to his advertisers to sell them, like, look at how much people look at our blogs or our articles. 
So this is a whole game. Like it's not about the content anymore. It's, it's about attracting people to just click on stuff. They don't even care if you read it, and they're not—they're even writing it in such low word counts because they know you're not going to read it. And I'm like, this is not happening with books. So this inspired me to make a podcast because I—I'm I, not really going to partake in this. This whole Trump thing is a beautiful example. I feel that both the media and Trump are playing this game because. His Twitter is basically very low word count and people are reacting to that. And then these bloggers are reacting to it and they're writing. And it's a back and forth thing and it's all about clicks and views and generating revenue. So books have inspired me to make the case to spend more time reading books and spend very little to no time on blogs, news articles, social media posts or cable news programs. So the first advantage about reading books over spending time on other forms of media is that there's no ads. You know, on social media, you have those sponsored posts that people pay for, blogs, you have banners, things popping up, TV or video on YouTube, you have little commercials. On TV, you have a lot of commercials. And the reason that books don't have ads, it's not worth it. Bare, people barely read books. So to put an ad inside of a book is like, not even worth it for the author or the company who's investing in putting ads into the book. So it's a good way to get away from ads is reading books. Second advantage is it's good for your health. Now, I'm going to be a little hypocritical here because I was reading some articles and they got me because the headlines were like talking about how reading books is good for your health. And I've read a couple articles and what I've what's what I've concluded or what's I've taken away is that it helps you be more empathetic. You listen to stories about people's journeys, people's struggles, people's failures, where they come from, their cultures, their mindsets. It helps lower mental decline. So I've read that it actually slows the process of your brain deteriorating. It helps fight Alzheimer's disease. I've seen reports where it says it's two and a half times, you are two and a half times less likely to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's if you read. That's a good thing. I've seen studies that it helps you sleep better. Like instead of watching TV or something on your phone, if you read a book, it'll be easier for you to fall asleep. I've seen that it reduces stress. That one for me is real because I, I like to read and walk and I, I do it a lot in a trail there's something to that that just does a lot for me sometimes if I've gone a long portion of my day without doing that I can feel it I'll be like baby I, or babe, my wife I'll call her baby and I'll be like baby I gotta go and walk I can just feel it and I've never seen science or articles about saying that oh social media is good for your health or watching news is good for your health or reading blogs are good for your health. The third advantage is that books take a lot of time and editing to create. And the reason is that it's just it's too risky to write a whole book on some headline or some recent trend or something that's going viral. 
like on a post on an article that's the trick you're just getting page views for that month so you just need to add up people never read those articles ever again unless it's a very real well-written article that people come back to but that's rare the whole game has gone away from that so there's a lot of editing that goes on and fact checking when you write a book i remember reading in the the book that inspired me the trust me i'm lying reputable publishers like washington post they would create subsidiaries, companies they own but have different names, and they will let them publish anything. They, they let them publish anything without fact-checking. Washington Post doesn't really dabble in that because it can affect, because they're, they're known as a credible source. And they, they, but they still own those companies that are going after the clicks that they're not really checking. Like he said, he can just do a press release and they'll believe it. They won't even fact-check it. And he, Ryan Holiday will write it in a way to create... To incentivize the blogger like wow this is going to get me a lot of clicks and all of it or a, a, a huge portion of that press release is all fake just to create clicks and bring attention to his clients and if it's proven you know like this book has a lot of unfactual information a lot of bs you will see that in the reviews on amazon in goodreads people on social media saying don't trust this book this book is no good don't waste your time the fourth advantage is the thrills you get from books there's a certain feeling when you discover a new book you're on instagram looking at your news feed and you see somebody take a picture of a book or talk about a book or an old book and you're like i've never seen that book that looks awesome and I'm inspired by what it's doing to this person who's talking about the book and what it's done for them. And that's a thrill. Like, oh, I want to read that. And, and <clears throat> there's other thrills that come with books. You know, when you're waiting for a shipment, maybe you ordered on Amazon or a book website. And that thrill of waiting for it to get home, that thrill you get when you start reading it and you're like, oh, this is a good book and you don't want to put it down. You know, you have if real good books create conversations in your head and you're either agreeing with this stuff or disagreeing and you're having this mental conversation and you don't get that you don't get those things you do get the mental conversations but you don't really get that from uh, the sh you know you know like oh an article was just released i gotta read this or oh somebody just talked about an old article can't wait to go read it books give you an emotional thrill. Now, the fifth advantage is have good conversations. So, <clears throat> if you read books, you'll be known as someone as well-read, and you would also appear to have good conversations. But the problem with that is what I have faced is really lot very little people read books so i can't have these kind of conversations like i hear in podcasts like mixed mental arts or three books people read books have these amazing conversations and i, I love listening to it and i wish i can engage but it's very rare to be with another bookworm book nerd or book reader the books kind of create arguments but not at the level that news does that social media does because a lot of it is 
there's really no facts. There's a lot of opinion, a lot of bias. And when you're speaking books, you're, you're really, you've spent a lot of time on the content. It might be about one idea, but this idea has, you know, hundreds of pages, pages of research backing up this claim. So it's way different. So there you go. Those are my five reasons, my five advantages of reading a book. I want you to take action, you know, have the discipline, the wisdom to, to spend that time you usually spend on media, mostly on books, because if you, if you don't, uh, you know, you know, you don't have to deal with ads. Those, instead of spending time on other types of form of media, spend it on books, have that discipline, have the wisdom. You don't have to deal with ads good for your health you know that what you're reading has been there's been a lot of time spent creating and editing that content you know you're getting these emotional psychological thrills and experiences from the book you're reading and you're developing to become a very good conversationalist now i want to thank every of my listeners we are now at 900 over 900 plays and downloads my reading challenge, I'm at 78 books out of 100. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to exceed 100. And let's connect. I want to know if you have any ideas for further episodes, anyone that I should be interviewing. I'm looking for anyone who wants to be interviewed or have conversations about books. I'm open to that. You can connect with me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All the links are in the description. And I'll catch you on the next one. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or any other platform that has podcasts so you don't mix the next episode where I talk about how to create good reading habits and get rid of bad reading habits.